You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. We can take away the lesson that we can choose to listen when a woman has the courage to tell her story, even if it seems impossible to patriarchal men. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 401. Christmas means centering the voices of women. That's our title this week, and our reading is going to be from Luke 2, Luke 2, 41 through 52. Now, every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth He was and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. So there's a lot to unpack in this week's reading, but before uh, we get there, I just want to wish every each and every one of you uh, a Merry Christmas, and I want to thank you for taking a moment to check in during this busy holiday weekend. I will be brief this week. Uh, first, I want to address the history of anti-Semitism that, that is present in some interpretations of this week's reading. Many of them imagine Jesus as a child instructing Jewish elders and scholars, and, and, and in doing that, they demote Jewish wisdom and knowledge to a status or, or quality beneath Jesus. And this is not only harmful, but it's also unnecessary. The passage doesn't support such a picture. The text does say that Jesus was, he was first, he was listening to the scholars, and second, asking them questions. It says they were amazed at his understanding including uh, 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 the explanations that he was listening to and and his answers, implying that they were questioning whether he grasped the, the, the depth of their teachings. The story reminds me of, of college students who impress their teachers with their understanding and, and their answers to, to, to questions. That, but that in no way implies that those students know more or have greater experience than their teachers. A- at most, the gospel writers 
writer is characterizing Jesus as as a gifted student and perhaps even a prodigy, but, but still very much a child. We don't have to disparage Judaism or Jewish knowledge to listen to and value Jesus in the Gospels. And second, the Christmas and childhood narratives of Jesus in the Gospels, they're following a certain format. It's a format of the Hellenistic hero biographies. And true to that form, Luke includes a story from his hero's childhood. These stories were typically included as predictions or prophecies of the nature of the hero's life work and future accomplishments. There are so many parallels in this brief story. Notice the three days that Jesus uh, was missing as a child, uh, you know, kind of prophetically whispering toward the three days that 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 Jesus would be uh, in the tomb. But but these stories they were typically included again as as predictions or prophecies. And 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 followers of Jesus, especially those for whom the Gospel of Luke was originally written, they were keenly devoted in proclaiming the value of Jesus's teachings to others. And for those others who to take G- Jesus seriously, he had to be placed at least on the same level as other Hellenistic heroes. And this is what we're witnessing in this week's story. Luke's hero, Jesus, is a precocious child, possibly a prodigy in understanding the Torah, increasing in wisdom and learning and understanding and respect. And, and so the narrative predicts that Jesus would grow up to become a great teacher. And in keeping with the Hellenistic hero form in an almost ominous fashion, the story ends with his mother treasuring all these things in her heart and Jesus increasing in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. In Luke, Jesus' wisdom and learning, it does grow and evolve. Readers soon encounter a Jesus who breaks into his society as a man with wisdom and learning and, and understanding and, and good news to share. And, and of all the passages in the Hebrew scriptures, this Jesus could have used to sum up his own purpose or passion, he chooses a passage from Isaiah in Luke 4, 16-19. It says, He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and as his custom was, he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll, and he found a place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to release, to proclaim release to the captives, to proclaim the recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So this great teacher's wisdom, it's characterized in the story as good news to the poor. It proclaims liberty to the subjugated, including those that are imprisoned and oppressed. And it also announces a return to Torah faithfulness the year of the Lord's favor, specifically in the context of economic restructuring that eliminates poverty. And you can find that language in Deuteronomy 15. So, these are the elements 
of the Torah that the child in this week's story will grow up to teach. And lastly, I want to draw attention to how Joseph is neither centered nor given any voice at all in this story. The dialogue is between Mary and Jesus, and Joseph is in the periphery or or the background. Luke doesn't even center Joseph in any of the Christmas narratives. I was recently contacted by a friend who had been asked to 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 to, to speak about Joseph or write about Joseph during a, a church-related Christmas event, and they asked if I could offer some resources. But the more I thought about Joseph in the Christmas narratives, the more this point became clear. Luke's Christmas narratives center women's voices, like Elizabeth's and Mary's. Even Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband, has his literal voice taken away till John's birth. We never hear from Joseph in Luke. He isn't centered in Luke's birth or or childhood narratives of Jesus at all. And this is most likely because Hellenistic heroes were typically assigned divine parentage in some form. So today... Though we can hear these narratives as centering the voices of women. And maybe that's our point that we can take away from these stories in our context. Even in Matthew's gospel, Joseph gets a little more stage time than he does in Luke, but not much. An angel tells him to believe Mary, no matter how impossible her story might seem, and Joseph chooses to listen and believe her. And that too, we we can choose to, we can take away the lesson that we can choose to listen when a woman has the courage to tell her story, even if it seems impossible to patriarchal men. I think of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who told her story during the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court Justice. So many disbelieved her testimony. And during his nomination hearing, Kavanaugh assured Senator Susan Collins that he respected the precedents around Roe versus Wade. And yet now he's a Supreme Court Justice and he has recently expressed complete disregard for that precedent in hearings about abortion restrictions in Mississippi. So how many times must our society look back with regret and say we should have listened to her. And that's just one example. Social location matters. And if we're to take these Christmas narratives uh, seriously, then, then we must center the voices of women in our society. We can choose to listen when they tell their stories. And, and we must especially be about this business within our faith communities as well. As people of faith, we too can can follow the example of Luke's Christmas narratives by centering women's voices and pushing back against present-day expressions of Christianity that are patriarchal and, and seek to silence women and that still refuse to allow women to teach or be ordained or hold positions of, of leadership. We must do better, and, and we can. As this year comes to a close and and as we prepare to embark on a, a new year, may we take these narratives to heart. May we listen to their lessons and may we spend this coming year more deeply engaging the necessary work of, of making our world a safer, more compassionate, just home for everyone. Merry Christmas to each of you this weekend. Heart Group Application, share something that spoke to you from 
from this week's Eastsight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, with your group, share something that you are thankful for from 2021 or something that you wish had been different and some hopes that you have, you may have for 2022. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.